people deluded i'm back again thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time good morning to you guys people good morning on this tuesday morning um you know i say good morning i know there's a lot of international fans good morning good afternoon good evening and of course good night appropriate greetings whoever you are and the time you're actually listening to this welcome back to the deluded podcast the dg podcast the real really and truly podcast whatever you want to refer to it as just as long as you're making sure you're following on instagram you're following on spotify and apple and the rest of the streaming services you're just supporting the thing on twitch and youtube as long as you're doing whatever you can to get the dg nation out there and get it growing and to be fair with you i would love to say first and foremost thank you very much because i checked the analytics of the podcast the other day i'm not going to specific into specific sorry but we're growing in it we're growing you know probably a bit too heavily dependent on two the two big nations in 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 america and, Eng- and england but we're growing people and when i look at all my stuff you lot support me heavy like even my live stream content um this week and last week so yeah i hope everybody's doing well and safe please continue to support the motive and, and the movement you know links are in the description deluded guna 04 and everything twitch deluded guna 187 can't lie to you lot people almost forgot that but like i said i hope you're all doing well and safe um you know we're finally over the international break you know we've got champions league action to come europa league action to come you know more well we'll get into into the premier league on the um friday edition but sadly for arsenal we've got to still play football so yeah man let's kick it off man international break is done you know, as an as a as a, speaking as an Arsenal fan, I did that typical thing you do where you you miss your club. You know, Europe European football. I mean, I keep saying European football. International football isn't quite the same. Whether it's the World Cup friendlies or the or World Cup qualifiers, sorry, or the friendlies, you you start to miss your team. You start to miss the stuff that they used to do to antagonize you. And I felt guilty of that trap. Now, when we played Liverpool. You know, I wish that, I, you know, I was wishing that we never got through that, people. We never got to this point, really and truly. And I won't say we was in holiday mode, but I think I, as an Arsenal fan, I was enjoying watching football and that had nothing to do with Arsenal, talking football that had nothing to do with Arsenal, really and truly. And the fact is, Arsenal weren't playing, in it? So the mental health was, was was much better. But yeah, people, man, if you ain't been, if you ain't been watching football... Over the last couple of days, you've seen a lot of drama, people, you know. Everton, on Monday, yesterday, as the reason why we're doing this on a Tuesday, you know, Everton drew 1-1 against Crystal Palace, people. Um, 1-1, you know, Michi Batshuayi in the late embers of the game. I didn't see the game, so I can't really comment on it. But um, from from the highlights and from people I hear that did watch the game, you know, Richarlison had a bag of chances he didn't take, people. And for Everton, it's more dropped points, really and truly, among among everything. It's just more simply put, more dropped points for them. They're talking about getting top four. Um, so, yeah, let's run through the scorelines quickly before we get into the thick of it. Everton versus Crystal Palace ended 1-1. West Ham 3 Wolves 2, Southampton 3, Burnley 2, Newcastle 2, Spurs 2, um, Ever- um, Aston Villa apologies 3-1 against Fulham, Manchester United defeated Brighton 2 goals to 1, there were 7 goals in the game at Stamford Bridge as Chelsea lost 5-2 to West Bromwich Albion, Leeds 1-2-1 against Sheffield United, Leicester lost 2-0 against Manchester City and you know Arsenal got rubbed out 3-0 against Liverpool. You know, the less I done that, the better. I don't even want to speak on that game. I don't even... You, you know the ones there, people. Like, listen, the scoreline... It's not even the scoreline that affects me beyond the obvious people. Of course it does. It's just an L, man. I'll get into it. I'm going to wait till them last part. It's just... 
But you handed those three goals to Liverpool. You never got to really see the quality of their players. I know it was a terrific, it, you know, Jota came off the bench, scores within four, three, four minutes. He got a brace. It's a fantastic cross from Trent. But really and truly, Liverpool had to play within themselves. They didn't have to really do anything to beat us because we were disjointed, nervous, just like a bunch of scared kindergartners, like year sevens against year 11s. Take nothing away from Liverpool because they can't account or shouldn't be, you know, it's not their fault Arsenal are poor. They need to do what they did. They won the midfield battle. You know, they won every battle across the across the street. You know, it's not even a battle. They We just turned up and Liverpool, I, I have to assume Arsenal players were scared of the presence of Liverpool players because you weren't there. Some of you are probably still at London goalie. It is where it is. Saka didn't play no part and I'm pretty sure I saw more of Saka than Bearman on that pitch. You get it, you know. Um, but we'll get into that people we'll get into that let's start with Southampton versus Burnley I'm sure you all saw it. it was a bit of a mad game to put it nicely you know good finish from Ings I think Nathan scored a very good goal Nathan Redmond that is you know dramatic turnaround for for for, for Southampton against Burnley you know at one point they were 2-0 down obviously Chris Wood scored from the spot um I can't lie people if I remember correctly that was due to Kyle Walker-Peters I can't even cap man again the law is the law in it, but I did think that's not a pen. I know if it, if I remember correctly, and it is Carl Walker Peters. I know he's an ex Spurs man, but I I can't understand that as a pen. I can't. The game's getting stupid. But either way, Burnley got a penalty in the twelfth minute. They scored it. They did go two 0 up with um, Vidra. Obviously scored for them. Obviously before half time, it went in at half time two two. You know, this must have been a week for the betting men because as you lot know, Armstrong and Danny Ings clawed them their way back into it. Ings against his former club before Redmond settled it. Um, Theo Walker also got an assist. It was a good assist from him. He's not really been playing of recent due to injury, so it's nice of him. Redmond got a goal and an assist, and as 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 did Danny Ings. In fact, Chris Wood did as well. Dramatic claps from Burnley in the sense of they're probably going to stay up. You know, the. Fulham's gone in my opinion. Well, West Brom's gone in my opinion. Sheffield United are gone. I want Fulham to stay. I think they're gone. Um, so it is what it is. But again, no matter the context, you're never going to be happy if you are 2-0 up and you've lost the game. Like, you, it's an L. That is a get that highlights your poor game management, especially conceding two goals within the last ten or something minutes of the first half. You know, Sean Dyche has been around the block as a manager. That's one thing I'm sure he'll be extremely upset about. But Southampton get a, a, a you know a well earned three points, people, and like I said, they won three two. Spurs obviously. Spurs really, it's, it's, it's dropped points, you know. A lot of my Spurs supporting friends, then they seem to always be right about Spurs. They were, My friend was like, yo, we could get top four, you know, tomorrow. And he said, I'm excited, but that means we're not going to win. I was like, what do you mean you're not going to win Newcastle? You look, and I love Newcastle as a football club, innit? I think they're very underrated in the sense of the fans, like Arsenal fans, they're being taken the mickey out of by owners and things like that. But they've been poor this season. So I was like, you're not going to rub them out. You know, it's back from the international break. Jose's dug these players out boom 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 sort of thing he's like nah man it's not a thing and I was like listen and I spoke to him on Saturday as well after obviously seeing us drop points not that we're relevant them man drop points Chelsea drop points a lot of top people around the top four it was in Spurs' hands at least until West Ham played and he said we're going to F it up and initially it looked like they did, didn't it? Initially it looked like they did. You know you're in trouble when you're gonna have a bad day when Joel Linton scores, isn't it? Um, the good thing is, you know, they, they, the the saying they say is you're most you're most vulnerable when you've just scored rang true because two minutes after Joel Linton scored, Harry Kane obviously got the get back, and then four minutes after that he got his brace, and they went into half time at two one. I was thinking, yeah, right, cool, Spurs have. They've done what they've needed to do now. You know, fantastic assist as well from Ndombele. Good pass, people, um, for one of Kane's goals. Um, 
I thought the job would have been done. I thought, you know what, they did what they needed to do. I thought Spurs were gonna, you know, that's that that's the one little blip of the game. They're gonna get two more after half time, two two plus minimum. Um, but it wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. Again, it's funny hearing Jose speaking about, you know, um, basically it's the players and not me. Again, Spurs is going from bad to worse because you messed up a great chance to get top four. Obviously, Davison Sanchez. <laughs> He was all over the place. In fact, the whole back four for them goals were all over the place. I think the midfield got a bit complacent. And there must have been an element of tiredness. But either way, it's dropped points. You know, it's about game management. Of course, it's lovely to see Mr. Joseph Woolock coming onto the field for 11 minutes, coming on in the 85th minute and being the one to score the goal. The Arsenal only, of course. That's the only good... You see, this weekend, people... It's just the fact that Chelsea and Spurs have dropped points and Joe Willett scored. That's the only excitement for me this week because, you know, if I focus on the actual Arsenal 11, I'm going to cry people. But it goes from bad to worse with Spurs. It's still a lack of a clean sheet. It's still stupid drop points. Ultimately, they continue to make games 10 times harder than it needs to be for them. Obviously, a couple changes. You know, Tanganga got a chance. Regulon's had a bit of injuries and that. Davidson Sanchez, again... Steady falling off a cliff to decide that, to, to, to think he that. I've never seen a centre-half so blinkered in my life. Like, he's really regressed a far cry from his initial days at Spurs, in my opinion. And also, obviously, he's better known for his days at Ajax. Now, Aston, v Aston Villa, sorry, defeated Fulham. Three goals to one. Again, you know, I'm sure you all saw it was an absolute madness. Three goals in the last 12 minutes from Aston Villa subjected Fulham to a defeat. And... This has been, I think Fulham did all right, man. You know, they, we could nitpick, but I think they did all right. I think it's one of them games there where, you know, they had more shots. Just edged out on possession, but they had more shots. They had more shots on target. You know, there wasn't too much between passes and touches. Fulham gave as good as they got, but the problem is I'm finding myself week in, week out here saying that about Fulham, you know. They, 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 they're looking better. They're doing this. They're doing that. They've done that against Chelsea. They've done that against United. They've actually, was it Liverpool as well? Even when they've lost to City. Sometimes they've lost games and they've played well and they've earned the respect of me. I'm sure you guys and the wider footballing community. The problem with that is, yeah, I'm sure Scott Parker, he, he, he he's very fond of how everybody's indirectly supporting Fulham wants them to stay up, but... They're not getting three points. I'm sure he would trade all of that to get three points. You know, it's, again, it's about, you know, they have Fulham do look a better team than they were at the start of the year because I think they would have been up there with Derby and them sort of teams there if they continued how they played against us on the first day of the season. Um, so they gave as good as they got. But fundamentally, when you're not winning games, it's a myth, you know, and it, they probably fully have to prepare for life in the championship, really and truly. Um, a brace from Trezeguet and obviously a goal from Ollie Watkins who's trying to get into the England squad. Made sure they won the game, really and truly, man. It was a second half full of goals, like you saw, people. But, yeah, so three points dropped for Fulham, you know. Three points gained for Aston Villa, really and truly. Manchester United, again, is it's a theme of teams not play, playing well this, this week and not getting changed from it. Because for me, United versus Brighton, 2-1. 2-1 it finished, if you don't know already, in terms of United. I mean, at this point, I'm sure many United fans listening to this, it's the same old, same old, you know, making games harder than it needs to be, stale, not really consistent and sustained quality on the ball, you know, still relying on individual moments, still needing to wake up in games and turn it around in the second half, switching off defensively. These are themes that have been there with United and especially United at home. It ain't been too good of a role, of a home for United this season, you know. I never thought I would sit here in my lifetime and say, 
Old Trafford hasn't been a difficult place to go. You know you messed up this season when Arsenal win there. Old Trafford is, you know, it's a, you all know it's a big pitch. The fans are normally there. The players are normally bullies. It's a, it's a, it's a write-off, essentially. And I think that's the one thing... i got nothing to do with United, but that's the one thing it would hurt me as a United fan in that team's believe they can win here obviously if you believe i always say it because arsenal don't believe if you believe in yourself any given 11 get any live any given starting 11 on any given match day half the job is done then it comes down to you and i think you know ultimately brighton messed up in it is three points dropped you know they went from winning the game to drawing the game to getting rubbed out the goals they conceded for from a brighton point of view were quite poor they had more chances to score and and yeah, man, they just messed up. But prior to that, I feel their game plan worked. You know, the back three they went with, I think Lewis Dunk had a big boy game. You know, I think Veltman and White did what they could when they could. Basuma did his thing. You know, Tossar on the flanks um, did his, did what he needed to do. I think Lalana worked very well. Molder worked well. Mupe, they, the whole team, Tossar and Welbs, especially Danny Welbeck, probably my man of the match from a Brighton perspective. I think they worked really well. You know, they were... They were, it weren't amazing football, but they showed me a team that's cool under pressure. They showed me, I like the Brighton team because they showed me active thinkers, something I don't think Arsenal have. It looked like the players, whether that's Pascal Gross, Lalana, um, Basuma, Dunk, White, Mupe, Tossart, Welbs, they were managing themselves at times. Like they knew when to hold on to the ball, when to give it. They played under pressure. You know, they managed the first half well. You know, it was a perfect performance. You know, United were all about the place, disjointed. You know, it was it was a it was a pure calamity, really and truly. Like Welbeck's goal is a good goal, really. You know, he reacts well, but it's just a calamity of errors. And the thing is, you saw it happening. You saw it developing. Um, and these are the problems that persist with United under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Obviously, Danny Welbeck scored for another team against Man United at their place after doing it for Arsenal. It meant nothing, though, because obviously, you know, courtesy of Marcus Rashford and Mason Greenwood, the the I don't even know where Man United... Where's Man United's academy? Is it Carrington? Yeah, the Carrington boys, or that might even be the first team, but the Carrington boys, the United, the, the United boys, you know, Moss side's very own Rashford, they patterned it up. Good ball from, was it Bruno? Good ball from Bruno. Fantastic finish from Rashford. He opens his body up. Um, you know, I'm happy for Greenwood to score as well because he always gets a goal. He always does something against Brighton, in my opinion. But I just think he deserved it because he hit the... Uh, there was one point, you know, the best chance of the game was 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 probably Greenwood hitting the post. And that tells you United can't really... They need to build sustained pressure. But I'm happy for Greenwood because he's only got two goals this year. Obviously... It's been a tough year for him, obviously, with what's happening with England, what's probably happening from all aspects, mentally, physically, you know, culturally, you know, everybody knows you now, there's a bit of expectation on you, there's no patience in football, when you're doing well, everybody will say, calm it down, you're a young player. But when you're doing bad and struggling, they're saying you're struggling. And one on one hand, that's testament to Greenwood. He's been called up by England. For me, I think if he was back, really banging, he goes to the Euros. I still want him to, but I don't think he's going to. Um, it was nice to see him score, man. I think that's a very good player United have got there. And I just think when he, when he, this year's been a lot for him to deal with in all aspects, you know. And people really underestimate the expectations of being a professional footballer, being a young teenage professional footballer, let alone being an England international and playing for Manchester. United so yeah obviously from a tactical point of view he's probably become a bit of a marksman but and it's and it's been a testing one because you know everything was kind of working for him last year sort of thing you know he's probably the best finisher out and out finisher at Manchester United I know Edison's Cavani's there he probably has a say um, but I think Greenwood probably is there and you know he's only grabbed two goals I'm not going to cap, I thought um, Cavani, last couple of times I've seen Cavani for Man United he's been a bit anonymous I'm not even going to cap with you 
But yeah, it was the same old, same old from United. It was disjointed, you know. I just want to know if Paul Pogba going to claim that assist. <laughs> Paul Pogba, if he claims that assist, what what, what was it? Was it Greenwoods? I can't remember, but if he claims that as there's one, if Pogba claims that as an assist, my word, he's shameless. But yeah, United won't care. Second half turnaround, you know, Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandes with the with with the assists, Greenwood and Rashford with the goals. It is what it is. Man United two, Brighton one. People, Bruno Fernandes was was decent as well. His movement was good. There was one segment he made a lovely run. And Pogba clocked it from early. He's clipped it over the top. My man's continued his run. It didn't bang in it, but it. that's what people underestimate, you know. This is why I hate when fans do this. Again, I can't talk for Man United fans, but I'm pretty sure it's is there's bare man that say this, oh, it's Pogba or Bruno, you know. You can have all. There are games. It's got to be all. But good players have to play with good players. You see the the little the little things I see from Bruno and Pogba when they're linking up. It gasses me. You know because good players play want to play with good players. They understand it. You lot all played Sunday League. You know when you play with good players, you got a smile on your face. You play better because you understand their way of game. You know you might make a run and you know he's got the ability to find you. I'm pretty sure there's some man at United. They'll make a run. They'll see Fred. Um, look look up and they know it's not coming he's probably shooting and you know it's probably ending up in the football museum in, in, in Manchester so it is well it is 2-1 you know United are second I think they, they, they you know they've got to try really hard even by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer standards try really 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 hard to not finish second and you can say it's a false image because United have been there before remember when they shamelessly claimed second when everyone else was poor as well and I agree with that but on the other hand, you can't sit here and say that. Like, what do you want United to do? It's, it's, it's irrelevant that other teams are playing poor. If, if they're also playing poor and they get second, that's something to build upon, really. And whatever way you shape it, the goal is Champions League. If they end up in the Champions League, they do the thing in the Europa, you know, and forgive me if I'm wrong, I'm sure. Are they still in the FA Cup? I'm sure they're still in domestic cup competitions. There could be something there. In fact, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. I'm sure they got rubbed out of that. No, they're not. Apologies, people. But there's still a chance of silverware. Like, if you only was to... Whatever you say about Oli, if he gets Europa League final, wins it, or gets to the final and he gets second, obviously, I don't feel he's the man long-term for United, but you can't really sit here. I don't. Feel, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying sit here and sack him. He's probably earned some credit. Um, it is what it is. Still a lack of clean sheets for United there, though. Um, I'm sure you all saw Leeds versus Sheffield United. I think Sheffield United are the worst team within this league, man. Obviously, Rafina with the assist. You know, Jack Harrison got, got Leeds off to a good start, bagging in the 12th minute. Ben Osborne scored just before half-time to give Sheffield United a glimmer of hope. Rodrigo, obviously, five minutes from time. Joel Willock inspired to snatch his three points in the Yorkshire derby for Leeds people. And it is what it is in that regards, people. You know, they won 2-1. They did what they needed to do. Manchester City against Leicester. I must admit, I did think it was going to be like the last game. It was a slightly different one. I think Leicester gave as good as they got. They they knew they weren't going to have the bulk of possession. They tried to do something when they had it. Did want to see a bit more from a couple of footballers. But ultimately, you know, City's players made the difference really and truly. Unlikely scorer in Mendy and then Gab has this at the end added salt in the wounds. And Manchester City are running away with the league, you know. They're running away with the league. I don't think they've had a better chance to win the Champions League again. I'm not too sure in his fitness, but I'm... Bayern Munich can cope without Lewandowski. I don't even feel comfortable saying that, but Lewandowski's a big miss. Uh, Neymar at this moment in time and PSG aren't in the best of form. You know, Juventus are out. Madrid might 
might scumbag their way. But who knows? Liverpool, they're not playing the way. You know, I don't think Pep Guardiola's had a better opportunity to really try and get that Champions League. And I think it's going to come down to him if he overcomplicates things, people. We're going to get onto it because it's Champions League today. I'm also doing a watch along, people, for Real Madrid versus Liverpool. You lot voted. I gave you lot the vote for the games today. Which one should I do? You won that one. I'm live from 720, so make sure you're making a note of that right now. Or while you're listening to this podcast, go on YouTube, hit a reminder, people. Shameless plug. I'm also live at 11.30am today as well. Um, So, yeah, two live streams on YouTube. Content here. Content king, man. I try hard for you guys, people. And I really respect you lot that viewed all of this content as well because... You know, <laughs> it would all be in vain, essentially. But, yeah, clean sheet, 2-0 for Manchester City, flying up the table, handling business, people. Handling business. Um, You know, I'm sure you all saw that. So, again, you know, making sure we're not missing out any games. In fact, we are, quickly. Did you lot all see West Ham 3, Wolves 2? Now, I'm not going to lie, I thought it was going to end up 4-2. It was a good game for the neutrals, isn't it? It was a good game to watch. I wish I did a watch-along for it, people. I really enjoyed it. Obviously, Jesse Lingard, two assists and a goal. Um, like I've said previously, I'm happy for his confidence. Obviously, I don't like him scoring that out against Arsenal, but I'm happy for his confidence. He looked a shadow of himself at, 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 at Manchester United. He weren't playing. You know, I, I personally hate when fans do this thing where they say, obviously, he can go back to United and I think he could be a good squad player. But when people act like this guy's a loss for United, I have an issue. Of course, when he's playing like this, but... You know, he's playing behind the striker. You've they've got Pogba who can play, he doesn't play there but can play there. You've got Bruno, you know, you've got other you know, what is Lingard gonna do? Of course Lingard's got elite movement, he can chip in, he can be a good squad player, but people are acting like this is a loss. Again, if United wanna take him back and he's got his mojo back and can and he can help them in some capacity, that's great. But if not, they're going to get another player who's on 100 plus a week, you know, inconsistency, probably not in their long term thinking plans beyond being a squad player. It don't make sense where West Ham might say, you know what, David Moyes, he wants Lingard, he knows him, he's playing well, let's keep him or other clubs might get involved. So I don't like how people rewrite history. And that's happened with Arsenal, that's happened with better players, people, in my humble opinion. Um, it was like Lookman when Lookman's playing well now people are saying it's an L for Everton I rate Lookman but it clearly for both parties he wasn't a good fit so and, and, and what not so it needed to happen but that being said Lingard was quality in the game you know I do think you know Wolves poor defending helped him out a bit definitely a second assist where he's done that Berbatov inspired thing and he's overran it and it's eventually ended up in the back of the net Um is what it is. Um, I can't believe how open both teams were. More, more so Wolves. I know Wolves have gone to a back four and stuff, but back four, back back three, whatever. You still got to defend. West Ham, they were cutting them open. Like Lingard's goal, he's just ran through them. For now's his goal, they just ran through them. Bowen's just come off the come off the bench for the injured Mikel Antonio. Just, just glad Lingard's just glid through them and Bowen's has glid through them and they should be, they shouldn't be conceding them sort of goals. Like West Ham were just West Ham at you know it did look like West Ham could concede a couple. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. What Adama, Neto, Pedence, they all had half chances in the first half. Adama had a great chance where William Jose bossed him as well. There was opportunities. This could have you know this could have been another Arsenal game for West Ham, but. It wasn't. Like, I think West Ham played with a swagger. Obviously, they're missing Declan Rice and there's rumours he might be out for the rest of the season after picking up an injury for England. But they're going from strength to strength. They're fourth. Do I think West Ham are going to nail fourth? I want them to, you know. Of course, I don't want Spurs to get there. Arsenal are not going to be there. I don't want Spurs or Chelsea to be there. 
I got no real beef with Man United beyond the obvious, you know, of the rivalries. And and as as much as I love I love I love Arsenal, you know, I'll never support United, but I admire real football. And you know, when it's all said and done, there's a lot of similarities between Arsenal and United how how they're playing now. But I think United is a club that deserves to be there and. I've got no real beef with them. It's like how I wanted to see Leeds back in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, I think United are going to get second. Enough. Well, no order. I think United are going to get top four. I think both Manchester clubs, City and United, are going to get top four. Um, I would love Leicester to do it. Again, will Lightning strike twice and Leicester kind of mess up? Maybe they've dropped points. Um, West Ham could be in the occasion, but you look at West Ham's fixtures, people. That's probably where it gets a bit of a myth, people. Again, they could still get it. And the form they're in, you know... They're going to have to be tough periods and um, there's going to be tough periods, but I'm sure the form they're in, they believe in themselves. And they've got nothing to lose because they're going to at least get Europa League. You know, they've got nothing to lose. No one expects you to get in the top four. So play with that fearlessness, in my opinion, and you never know what could happen. And we'll, we'll review this game in a second again, people, but... Um, Maybe they concede way too many goals as well, people. They've dropped the thing that will shake West Ham is they've dropped stupid points. Points they don't deserve to drop people, in my opinion. Or or they've deserved to, you know. Obviously they got away with it against Wolves. They drew drew against us. They were in the United game, but they could have done a bit better. Probably too defensive. That that one there's probably Moyes' fault. Um again, easier said than done, but they were on it against City, you know, and then John they, they had to wait on Stones to score. So I just think when you look at West Ham, they've just dropped... When they have dropped points, they've dropped stupid points or in stupid fashion. And when you look at their fixtures to come, people... Again, this is probably why West Ham probably won't get it, even though I, I want them to now, isn't it, really and truly? Um, they've got Leicester at home in their next game, people. They've got Leicester at home. They've got Newcastle away. They've got Chelsea at home. They've got to travel away to Burnley. They've got Everton. You know, they've got Everton, Brighton... West Brom West and, and Southampton but just focused on Chelsea Everton for me Chelsea Everton Leicester them games there you're playing man that are fighting for top four as well so in a way West Ham's future is in their own hands and it's what they want to do but realistically I do think they will drop some points and it is what it is now even Liverpool could get back into the shout really and truly because I think Leicester are going to get it. But at the same time, I think Leicester might mess up. It's, it's a thing where, well, you can make realistic case of six, seven teams taking four spots. And that, that hurts me because Arsenal are in nowhere the debate. We're 10 points off the top. You know, remember when we was closing the gap allegedly? You know, mathematically it's still possible. So we never stop hoping. But back to this game, I think it had everything. It had handbags at times in the games, even at the end. I don't know why Neto was aggrieved by Lingard. But really and truly, it was a very good game for the neutrals. Obviously, Dendonka just before half-time scored. Fabio Silva, very well taken, finished after coming off the bench as well um, from him. It was a good game, you know. Adama, the one bit of quality he really did in that game, sent Kofal shop, burnt him alive on the left flank and pull it in, you know. I do think I do think it was a very good game. I just think both teams, more so Wolves, both teams very open. Like Wolves, it looked like kindergarten, sixes and sevens. There's no way Nuno... Espirito Santo told them Wolves players to go out and do that. No way. And it was atrocious. They're at sixes and sevens. I can't lie. I didn't think Nelson Semedo was that bad of a fullback. I thought he was better than that as well, personally. But yeah, man, West Ham 3, Wolves 2. And I did think it was going to finish 4-2. I did think it could have finished 5-3 or 4-4. It was a crazy game, really and truly. Wolves had half chances. They should have taken them. It's as simple as that. Pardon me. You don't take your chances. It's a myth for you. Sadly, people, you know, very sadly, as much as I'm enjoying speaking about football from a neutral point of view with you guys, sadly, Arsenal lost 3-0 to Liverpool. Am I surprised? No. 
Am I disappointed to a degree? Yes, but how is 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 does this make sense to a lot of people? Can you be disappointed but not surprised if that makes sense? Like I'm disappointed, I'm genuinely furious because of the mentality and how you played, but I'm not because I expected this. I expected no heart. I expected no desire. I expected you lot to come away from that international period where fans and anyone logically was dreaming that you use this period to forgive yourself for mistakes, to clue yourself up on the threats Liverpool have, you know, to really get your prepare yourself mentally for this game. Didn't happen. You know, didn't happen. Probably, I know we've said this a lot, but that's up there with Arsenal. You know, we're 10th in it, so all the games have been poor, really. But that is one of the worst collective games I've seen. First and foremost, turning up is half the job. Where are these players? Where were these players on? Then none of them turn up. You know, the one that did, Tini came off injured. Nobody stood up to be counted. Nobody was mentally prepared for that game. Nobody thought they had a game of football. It's like these players were still in holiday mode. You know, mentally, I can't... That's one thing. It is on Arteta, but it's not. The players have to prepare themselves. What did you think? You're going against... Whatever you say about Liverpool, right now, they are the Premier League title cha champions and they hold that. They didn't play like you're playing them, you know. And this, you didn't play like you're playing them. You never let Liverpool take those three points over your dead body. I would hate to be, like I always say, I would hate to be on a night out with these Arsenal players. The first bit of problems you're getting into and you, bro, you better have eyes in the back of your head like Mesut Ozil with them passes or you know what's happening to you. I wouldn't trust these guys at all, you know. I wouldn't trust these Arsenal players to fit a light bulb. I wouldn't trust them to hold a, 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 a ladder while I'm fixing something, you know. I didn't, I, you don't deserve my trust. You don't deserve fans' trust. You all don't trust each other. Some men are trying, some men are not. Everyone's playing within themselves. We're looking disjointed, you know. Mentally, we're not prepared. We're getting caught flat-footed. We're at sixes and sevens. We're looking in cream. We're looking disorganised. We're looking very volatile, you know. We're looking quite rattled and flustered, you know. And again, you know what to expect against Liverpool. You know the fullbacks are going to be key to it. You didn't stop their fullbacks. You know their midfield battle, you've got to win that. You never won that. You, their strikers, again, you've handed them goals. You know, we, we kicked off Jota's career at Liverpool. He scored, um, he scored against us. You know when he comes onto the field, movement. Several players are allowing him to run. Someone half the size of Callum Chambers and, and, and Rob Holden wins a header. You know you've done poor. Less said about the keeper, the better. Just a terrible bunch of individuals playing terrible is the nicest way I've put it. And I'm trying to. It's Tuesday now. I've had enough time to digest the result. It is disappointing, man, because there's never been a better time to play Liverpool. I've seen Liverpool also win games against teams, but the, the other teams there have made them work harder. They've had to get last minute goals and stuff. And up until the last half an hour, really, the only saving grace you could say is Liverpool are not playing as clinical as they are. They're not really harming us like that. And as poor as we're being, it's, two, it's nil nil, sorry. And it's terrible, you know. Absolute terrible, you know. Like, I don't know. Even Gabriel, and you know, I, I'm scared for Gabriel, Partey, Tini, Saka. My point being, Gabriel was only poor in that last half an hour, but he tried more than others. He had Salah for half the game. These new players and these youngsters, it's a bit like when we had Alexis and we was like, yeah, Alexis is trying and all these men are not. And to a degree, Aubameyang last year. At some point, these players become infected with this same mediocrity disease sort of thing. Saka is going to start doing mistakes and other things and all these players because of what we're seeing. And it's terrible. And Arteta looked a cut figure. And for me, I want Arteta to finally realise it's you or the players. Like, these players have let several men down. They don't care about you. They will outlast the manager. Look at the contract lengths. They will outlast you. Xhaka will outlast you. You know, we even miss Xhaka and David Luiz. And that's... 
one hand testament to them that also tells you where we are as a football club people my big thing was and I said it in the preview I said it in the watch along my big thing is if we are going to lose to Liverpool don't leave that game not testing Alisson not testing them centre-halves not testing Trent not testing Robertson, you know. Robertson's not been in the best of form. Trent's got a lot of wolves out for him. Them centre-halves are probably not starting quality right now for Liverpool. But you made them look like it. You know, is 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 Phillips Welsh? For some reason, I think he's Welsh and not English. Forgive me for for, um, for my naive ignorance. But he could probably get in, uh, England cap or Wales cap off, off that game. Kabach, you know, Germany are probably trying to say, yo, is there any way we can get him out of playing for Turkey or something? You know, if possible, if he does qualify. Um... Which I don't think he does, because he's at Gala. He was at Gala, you know. They, they, them two look so good. That probably, that probably tempted Klopp to think, yo, I'm, not, I'm gonna sign Kabach permanently. You know, we didn't test them. They had the freedom of the city. Obviously, you could see the centre half when Allison had the ball. He stretched. They're stretching. You know, Milner would tuck into that left sort of back row, allowing Robertson to get forward. You know what to expect. So for me, just by watching the game at the Emirates, I mean the game at Anfield in the last one, you know what to expect. And we didn't do that. And like I was trying to say, the one thing for me would have been, please test that defence. Test that defence. Have some shots. Test that defence. Get at that high line. None of this. You know, I'm not going to dig out certain individuals. I'm not. You know, I could sit here and say, Aubameyang was poor. This guy was poor. Everybody was crap, people. But we don't win and lose and draw together. Everybody's poor. Everybody's nose diving. And it's expected because now I'm looking at you lot. I'm thinking, what did you lot do? And even for Arteta, in hindsight, looking at it now, yeah, there's injuries and, you know, Jacques ill, David Luiz got a knock, now Tini's out, Saka and Smith-Rowe are gone. You know, it, it's also, in the same way I said it's testament that Jacques and David Luiz, it's testament to them that we're saying they're missing. It tells you where we are. It tells you where we are for different reasons that, well, a 19 and 20-year-old, as great as they are, as much as I love Halen, the fact that they're not involved and, we can't, and we're, we're using that as a justification to get rubbed out 3-0 past the pad things against Liverpool tells you where we're at as a football club, people. And for Mikel Arteta, I think, he, you know, he had to make changes. But I think these players played like they did all their priorities on Thursday. And I don't think he showed his tactical nous in that game because he's gone with Chambers for whatever reason. You know, Chambers, in the grand scheme of things, it's not like Chambers was mad poor. He just done poor for the goal with holding um, poor beyond the, the, obvious, the obvious people for those not understanding. But logically... You know, why are you playing him against Mane? You know, is it because he's going to be more of a centre-half and be a bit more narrow and help holding because holding gets dragged out into them roles? I get it. But naturally speaking, Mane's a man that likes to take his players on. You know, he wants to stay, he wants to link up centrally, but he wants to take his players on. So if you haven't got a right back who's going to get out there quicker, who's more of an orthodox, unorthodox, who's more of an orthodox right back and not a centre half playing at right back, you're going, you're encouraging him to go forward. So I didn't understand that one as well. Also, Holden and Gabriel again. There's been injuries and things like that and, and things, but neither are fully fit. You know, you when both have been in decent form. Obviously, Gabriel had a mixture of suspensions, injury, and Corona, but. I don't think much of holding, and again, I've said this in every game, every game he's played where we've conceded. I don't, he never looks over his shoulder. I heard you, I heard Arteta worked with Sterling and did all these things. You can't get that out of holding's play beyond the obvious, you know. Holding's lacking real match fitness and that and that sort of sharpness. Chambers is in the grand scheme of things isn't match fit. Gabriel's been thrown in. You've got Tini. You've got an un, unconfident and underperforming Leno. 
you know, going against Liverpool, the best thing you can do is make sure the midfield's dirty now. So Bios had an opportunity, didn't take it. Maybe in hindsight, it could have been well to go with El Nene for an hour at least. You know, we can't, bl- you know, Fabinho, Thiago, Milner, we're not going to win that. It's got the perfect blend of technical quality and experience. But what we can do is be difficult to break down. I did feel... For a large part of the game, the only benefit on top of not being 3-4 down where Liverpool should have rubbed us out, Milner even should have scored in the first half. Um, I did feel, you know, when you looked at the positions that Mane and Salah and these guys, you know, Firmino's dropping deep. They're all dropping deep. They're picking up positions where they're not necessarily harming us. You know, the goal Salah scored... That was the first sort of one positions is harming us. Before that, he was running into blind alleys because we just somehow had bodies there. It was terrible, man. Testament to Liverpool, though, because they had everything we didn't. They looked like a team that went off on a on a high in the in in, in into into the international break. They came back wanting to do business. They came back wanting to achieve. Similar to us, because it's seventh versus ninth at the time. The impossible, you know, Liverpool is the worst title defence. They have been poor. There's question marks over the whole team. They Even if they were to win all their games, they're relying on a lot to get top four. But it looked like Liverpool and Klopp, regardless of the thousand reasons to concede whatever they want to achieve this season and, and for it not to happen, they focused on the one thing, reason it would, you know, and it, and they played like that. They played like that. Arsenal did not play like that. They played like that. So I give testament to Liverpool. You know, good football club, as you lot know. Fantastic morals and values. Got a lot of time for Jurgen Klopp as well. They, they, you know, they deserved the three points, but it's disappointing because they didn't have to work for three goals. You know, they just rubbed us out in the last hour. You know, really and truly, if you, if you, half an hour, sorry. You know, the substitutes had to come off the bench and score two goals. I'm sure when Klopp looks at that game again, he should listen. We should have put this game to bed in the first half. So it is what it is in that regards. Um, I'm so rattled I forgot to actually speak about a game, people. I'm sure you all saw West Bromwich Albion, Maitland Niles inspired. Well, not really, but um, seven goal thriller between Chelsea and West Bromwich Albion. Chelsea five, West Brom, um, Chelsea two, sorry, West Brom five. I know Chelsea would love it to be the other way. Obviously, Thiago sent off five goals conceded. The unbeaten streak from um, Thomas Tuchel is finally done. And what a fashion to do it. You know you've had a bad game when Darnell Furlong's getting assists, people. Um, some very good goals in that game, man. Very good games. I'm at goals. First and foremost, I'm happy for Dengana because I think since he's joined West Brom, he's, he's looked like a good little striker. He understands it. I think when West Brom go down, he'll get a Premier League move. You know, VAR's been doing him dirty quite a lot. Um, he scored. Callum Robertson scored a brace off the bench and definitely that goal for where Darnell's crossed it. Fantastic finish, people. Um, you know, that was a great finish and that's probably finish of the game, but I can't, I can't get over Pereira's first one, people, because... Sam Johnson, fair play, you know, it's not, it's a long ball, but it's that run, like, he's made that run, he's, it's like he's, they've done that at training, they, you know, they're going to have to do that in the championship a lot, like, it's probably championship inspired, that ball's completely done, the whole Chelsea defence, Zuma especially, and it's a good finish from Pereira, and then obviously the move for Pereira's second was quality. Pulisic scored and then got injured and I don't know how long he's going to be out for. Mount obviously added to the scoreline and done his bit to just make it look respectable. But man to a man, West Bromwich Albion did their job and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like, you know, it looked like Chelsea done the job and then, you know, just before halftime, it got a bit mad. Like that game was a madness. And to be fair with you, we should have expected a madness because what? West Bromwich Albion, weren't they winning 3-0 or something at the Hawthorns and it ended 3-3. So we should have known that, but it is what it is. It was a very good game, man. Like, you know, the fourth goal was an amazing team move, people. Sam Allardyce is actually the first manager in Premier League history 
to win against Chelsea with three different teams in the competition. He's done it with Palace, he's done it with Bolton, and obviously he's done it with West Bromwich Albion. Um, I think Matt, I think Matt Phillips had a good game on the right wing. He had Chelsea on strings. Alonso was getting terrorised. Alonso, Alonso was absolutely terrible, man. Like terrible in that game. Saying that, I did think you know the first two goals in the game, so one for West Brom, one for Chelsea, respectively. The other team that conceded it was at sixes and sevens. Um, championship goals, I, I described the first as people, but you know it was a good game. It was a very good game, really and truly. Um, you know, 14 game run done unbeaten, five goals. Again, I think it's back to the drawing board for Thomas Tuchel. Any false sense of security them Chelsea players had about their abilities or their roles in the team, you know, it's getting rubbed out now, isn't it? And you've got to go back to the drawing board. Um, so it is what it is in that regards, people. Moving away from that, though, as I said, should we focus again on the score lines? Just to reiterate the fixture score list. Everton versus Crystal Palace, 1-1. One, one. Wolves, 2 West Ham 3, Southampton 3, Burnley 2, Newcastle 2, Spurs 2, Aston Villa 3, Fulham 1, two, uh, Manchester United 2, Brighton 1, Chelsea 2, West Bromwich Albion 5, Leeds 2, Sheffield United 1, Leicester City 0, Manchester City 2, Arsenal 0, Liverpool 3. Yes, I am crying why I'm saying that, people, but... It is what it is. As you lot know, it's Champions League business as well this weekend, this week, people. As I said, make sure you're all here for the watch along. You know, I'm I'm keen to see it. I, do you know what? The Liverpool-Madrid game, I don't know what it's going to entail because there's no Sergio Ramos. I don't know what it's going to be, people. This is the first UEFA Champions League meeting between the two teams since the 2018 final, people. Liverpool have actually lost each of their last three games against Real Madrid and have only suffered four consecutive defeats against an opponent um, against when it was against Benfica in all comps. Pardon me, in all comps. Um, so we'll have to see, man. Um, Jurgen Klopp has won each of his of his last five games at the quarterfinal stage of the Champions League. So we're going to have to see, people. It's going to be a big game. I'm sure there's a bit of confidence there with Liverpool. Well, how much confidence can you get from beating Arsenal 3-0, really? Like, I ain't, you know, West Ham could have done the same thing. But you get the point. I'm keen to see what happens in that. Obviously, this probably is Zidane's saving light for Klopp. They can still get Champions League domestically. It's mathematically possible, but... Probably the best chance is to win it. And I'm sure if you eye it up, you know, there's bare teams that could win it. But, you know, PSG's form's been a bit shaky. There's no Neymar at this moment in time for this first leg. And, you know, Lewandowski's out for, for Bayern Munich. You know, there's no Ramos for, for for Real Madrid. You know, a couple of these teams are not playing amazing. Liverpool probably looking at it and think, we ain't got a better time of winning this Champions League. And several teams individually are probably looking at it like that. So I'm keen to see... I will be watching on the highlights Man City versus Borussia Dortmund. Obviously, that's one that's going to be dominated by Haaland. And obviously, the fact that he has Manchester City ties through his dad. He's linked with them as well. And he's just a good striker. Um, as I said earlier, I said it about Liverpool. You know, Pep Guardiola should be thinking there's never been a better time for me to win champs. Because you're probably, in terms of form, probably the most informed collective side. Like, even when I'm watching Bayern Munich, they're playing well. But sometimes they're... You know, they're not playing necessarily well for 90 minutes. Like, it's not really super for 90. Sometimes they have made games harder than it needs to be. And I think Dortmund come into this game losing to Frankfurt. I could be wrong. I think they did lose their last game. 
Um, so yeah, you've got Real Madrid, Liverpool, Manchester City against Borussia Dortmund. Um, you've got Porto, Chelsea tomorrow. And you've obviously got Bayern Munich, PSG people, which is going to be a big clash. PSG are mess messing around in terms of a domestic title. Um, again, no Neymar. There's been a couple injuries. Mbappe linked with a move away. Again, this is an important Champions League campaign. Obviously, this is a repeat of, of last year's final. And, you know, it's a bit of a spoiler because I'm sure many people would have liked... Many people would have liked to just hold off these teams, but it is well, it is people. You're so close to 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 the latter stages of the competition. It's just about doing the job. In relation to PSV versus Bayern Munich, I think this game will be slightly more closer than people give it credit for. I uh, I probably want PSG to win. Pochettino and that I like Poch, but um, I think I think Bayern Munich will have too much for them just because of the depth and whatnot. So I think Bayern Munich will win the first leg. You've obviously got Porto against Chelsea, the Jose Mourinho derby again. Porto have shown against Juventus why underestimating them is at your peril and can be extremely stupid, and why you shouldn't do it really and truly. So we're gonna have to see what's happening in that regards, people. We're firmly gonna have to see what's happening. Um, away from that, though, moving away from that, though, folks, Europa League business, the real European competition, man. None of that mainstream sort of stuff, people, um, that you're dealing with. Let me just write. As you can see, I haven't got it loaded up, people. But as you lot can see, Arsenal versus Slavia Prague. Not going to lie to you. I will not forgive this football club if they lose. I want a national. I want I want them to be. As annihilated really I, I I want everything people I want four or five goals I, I want everything just because of what happened with Glenn Kamara I'll never forgive these players and on top of that you know this is our only sort of chance of anything this year so again when that sort of pressure is placed on the shoulders of Arsenal players again they show you time and time again they can't bear to hold it up hold the weight but we'll have to see it's a favourable draw you can't disrespect anybody because they're all here on merit as much as I don't want to praise this team because they have a certain racist individual um, Arsenal versus Slavia Prague you've got Granada against Man United both the English teams probably looking at that and saying cool no underestimate underestimation but I, I don't mind that you've got Ajax against Roma that's one for the hipsters Una Emre will play Dynamo Zagreb and Dynamo Zagreb pulled off an upset in the last competition and eliminated last round of the comp, sorry, and eliminated Spurs. So you can't underestimate them. Hopefully we do what we need to do. But you've got Arsenal versus Slavia, Granada versus Manchester United, Ajax versus Roma, Dynamo against Villarreal. That's the champion. That's the Champions League and the Europa League, people. In terms of other news, as you lot have seen, people, Declan Rice could miss the rest of the season after he suffered an knee injury while playing for England. Well, sorry, while on England international duty, which you must antagonise David Moyes at this part of the season, especially what they they can they can have. Um, as you lot know, he was named man of the match against Poland, but he picked up a knock and he's scheduled to miss four to six weeks. Um, Sadly, you know, I'm sure you've all seen the, the unsavourable incidences in the Valencia versus Cadiz um, game, um, which ended um, ended in a 2-1 um, defeat for for Valencia. If you lot remember, they did walk off. Valencia's players did walk off the pitch before restarting. This was because um, Mukta Diakabi clashed with um, Joan Kala in the first half of the match on Sunday. Um, the Valencia, Valencia man and his teammates then left the pitch in protest with the club later saying the midfielder had received an 
a racial insult. Apparently, he's he's being caught. He was alleged to have been called a little black shit. Apologies for my language. I just racism. We can't wrap it up in cotton wool. You have to hear it. Apparently, even La Liga and Valencia have urged for La Liga to adopt new protocols for reporting racism. Will they? I'm not sure because you look at incidences in La Liga, incidences in France. Um, you know, incidents is all over. It's happening week in, week out, week in, week out, week in, week out. And it's not changing, people. It's happening in Germany. It's happening in France. Um, it's happening in Spain. It's happening in England. You know, if it's not physical abuse, well, physically in the face abuse like this, it's social media. It's happening in Champions League, in Europa League. You know, race, there's no money in, in fixing racism unless you put together a, a, a silly little ad space and then you and you get some ad spend on it. You know, there's no, that's why they don't want to do it. So we're going to be here again and again and things are only going to change or things are only going to change when, when, when there's violence. Like I guarantee you the one time someone's racially abused and they bang that person in the face, they're going to come down like a ton of bricks. But at that point, you have to, as a player, you have to decide what gives you more peace of mind, a little fine and a little ban, um, knowing that somebody racially abused you and it does stay with you because even like for me spoiler alert i was racially abused on the train once i smacked up the youth smacked him smoked him people pardon my language like absolutely smoked him making an absolute scene on the central line um but then i got home like obviously i'm cool in it because i can't like, i felt like you know what you got racist i took your manhood away you know in a sense of i mean you know i i I'm pause. I made you mind in it. Like I, I humped you up and I let you go when I wanted to let you go. I made you say sorry and that in it. But then I went home and I deeped it. I was like, four, but like man called me the N word. Like at first, not that deep. What are you thinking? Like, oh man, really don't like man for my skin color. It does make you. It does kind of play around with your head. So you gotta decide. Do you want that or do you want physical justice? Because it feel it does feel good. Like I don't advocate violence, but listen. People always talk about this education, education, education with racists, which annoys me because you have to assume that racists are uneducated. It's not they're not uneducated, or they wouldn't be cis blatant racism, foul mouth, calling you effing white this, effing black that, or systemic prejudice against many marginalized groups. And second of all, you know, I shouldn't have to teach you to not be a see you next Tuesday. Sometimes certain people in life, and a lot of people that live in ends, you know. You can talk to people, you can get messages across, but sometimes certain people only respect badness, certain people only respect violence, certain people will, will listen to what you want to say verbally when you've shown something physically, so it's upsetting, but nothing is going to change, we're going to be here again and again, football clubs aren't going to do anything, um, football leagues aren't going to do anything, social media platforms aren't going to do anything, so... It's much like life, you know, For uh, I can only speak on myself as a black individual and, and my sort of people then, but if you're black or any ethnic minority is sad, and I don't like to say this, but it's almost like it's part and parcel. You've got to learn to live with it and react with it, and I don't like saying that. Um, in other news, I'm sure you've all heard, um, former Roma co-owner and chairman James Polotta has expressed interest in buying a Premier League club. Apparently, he is looking at Newcastle people. Please come and look at Arsenal people, um, you know. Temp Stan Kroenke to sell it but we all know that's a dream chasing thing um, away from that as well people I don't know if you all have seen it but apparently Rudiger was dismissed from Chelsea training on Sunday after he had a fight with Kepa allegedly they got into a heated argument after a challenge on the goalkeeper during a small sided game the pair were separated Rudiger was sent away apparently testament to Rudiger said sorry they patched it up they go again for me this shouldn't be a story because you know this this happens every other day at a football club. Um, you know, 
Do you know how many footballers actually don't like each other? How many footballers fight? And it's not even a don't like each other thing, you know. When there's a lot of testosterone, you're on this alpha male environment, there's so much money and, and pride and everything on the line and all these things, these things are going to erupt. Now, for me, I don't really... It, it's nothing because it shows man care. It shows man are serious. As long as it stays, you know, it, it, it stops like that. Nobody's got no malice, no bad blood in their feelings beyond this. It's cool, you know. And I'm sure based on many Chelsea fans would be saying, you know, based on what happened against West Bromwich Albion, they do a, a tear up or something. And I wish that was, I wish this was Arsenal. I, I, I want to, I want to hear this with Arsenal, you know, really and truly, because I think they're at that stage. They need to have a tear up. It is what it is, you know. They've put themselves through it. They've gone back through it, but it's a headline nonetheless. So I thought I would mention it. Um, apparently. Thomas Tuchel is said to be satisfied by the issue and there's no and it's NFA, so no further action is expected to be taken by the club. And there's no need to. Um, away from that, though, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard or you've even seen today, Coventry have made a statement. Apparently, 10 championship clubs were placed under transfer embargo at the same time with concerns growing that some of these teams are facing financial Armageddon, obviously based off the fallout with COVID and all of these sort of things, people. Um Almost half the league was subjected to a registration ban in a bombshell, bombshell discovery, which has led to claims of the integrity of the competition. Um, apparently, some teams have been placed out of this embargo, people, but um, the current the teams in question allegedly were Coventry City, Derby, um, Derby City, Derby City, Coventry City, Cardiff City, Derby County, Birmingham, if I haven't said it. Blackpool, Huddersfield, Luton, Reading, Sheffield Wednesday and Stoke. It is understood apparently Huddersfield have now come off that list. Apparently Stoke are expected to follow suit. So again, I'm not a financial man, but it, it, it is it anything that's going to harm the integrity of a league, anything that spell, spend, spells sorry, bad news for the fans, I don't condone it. So hopefully these teams get out of that and whatnot. Um, also as well, people, um, as you don't know, football needs to be an inclusive game. And I do think it came across as a bit patronising, but history was made as Rebecca Welch made history on Monday. She became the first woman to referee an EFL match in 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 England, really, because, you know, during Port, Port Vale's 2-0 victory against Harrogate. When you look at, I'm, sure, I could, I'm, I, I'm not sure on France. I think France is sure. 100% I've seen a female referee in, in the Bundesliga and... It's not that deep. It should be that, you know. I, I should be seeing black, white, Asian, man, woman, whatever, referees, management, coaching staff. Because I feel if you want to see the progress football is truly made, you got to look around. The playing staff, who are the physical guys, they're there. You start going up the levels or start looking where there's a bit more expertise required to get these positions, you know. And there are people studying. You know, I don't. You don't typically see any, you know, minority um, support coaches, so um um support staff medical all different medical staff you don't see it and that's boardroom level as well we're going a bit over it but until you start seeing that at football it's the, it, 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 it is it is what it is like look at arsenal you know look at arsenal the amount of ethnic minorities or i, I would just say just keep it simple black players you know what pepe pepe gabriel Bukayo saka um william abamian laka you know, there's a couple others I'm probably missing. I'm missing a technically Maitland Niles, Joel Willock, you know, Balligan's played. You know, you look at around young and old, they're there. Coaching staff now, you know, you don't see none. Boardroom, you don't see none. That is, it is what it is in that regards, people. And we're not going to go nowhere. That's why I don't have much hope for that. But 
Anyways, away from that though, there's joy for some football fans as the Yarabal Cup final between Tottenham Hotspur and Man City will have 8,000 fans in attendance after it was confirmed it will be used as a pilot to, te to test the return of big crowds. Now, for me, I'm upset because naturally there's 8,000 tickets. There will obviously be City and Spurs fans, but you can imagine on the best of days when all the thing is open, half the tickets are not going to fans anyways. It's all, you know... The, 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 the fat cats at the top, they're getting dibs. Then they're inviting all their family members and, and business partners and things like that. Sponsors are being given tickets and they're doing the same thing. You know, it's all of that sort of stuff. The honest fan rarely gets an opportunity at these finals. So with 8,000 tickets, you can see what I'm what I'm getting at people really and truly. Um, so shout out to them. But it's, it, it, is, it is what it is in that regards, people. Shout out to them. Obviously, how funny would it be for Spurs fans? You know, you ain't seen a Spurs game live for months. You see your team in a cup final and hopefully you get rubbed out against Manchester City. I think Tottenham are going to beat City purely because, bro, City, you can't have everything in it. Like, well, you can if you were Pep, but, you know, they're going to do what they need to do in the champs. They're winning the league. I'm sure they say the priority for them where, City, where Pep, I'm um, Jose thing. It's Jose's pride. Like, if Jose can win a tie, a, a cup at, at at Spurs, regardless of what of what's been said, you know, he he keeps his sort of thing in that. You know, I've won a title everywhere I could. If I was him, I'd bust out. You know, I'd literally bust out. Um, but it is what it is. We'll have to see, people. We'll do. We'll genuinely have to see. Um, on that note, though, the podcast is done. Sorry to disappoint you, but yeah, we reviewed the Premier League. We've, you know, spoken about some other talking points. We've obviously spoken about the European action to arise, people. Um, so, yeah, on that note, I'm going to see you lot in a bit, people. Please make sure you check out my YouTube content. I've got two live streams coming today. First one at 11.30 a.m., second, second one at 7.20. That will be Champions League Watch Along. I'll be covering Arsenal in the first one. Um, please make sure you're following on Spotify, Apple and the rest of it. And I'll catch you lot on Friday. Please make sure you're setting a mental note. Friday will review, you know, the midweek action that's been played. We'll obviously preview the weekend and we'll talk about any talking points which arise from now till then. But until then, people deluded, I'm out. Thank you for always watching, rocking and tuning in.